The Pilgrimage of the Heart podcast is brought to you by PYO.Yoga, an online studio for all your yoga needs, including videos in Spanish and Russian. This podcast is also brought to you by Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga, located in San Diego and serving over 1,000 yogis a week. Welcome to Pilgrimage of the Heart Interviews. Join us as we explore fascinating people and ideas in the world of yoga. This is Sujantra McKeever, and I'd like to welcome our guest today, phoning in from San Francisco, uh, Danny Pomploon. Welcome, Danny. Hey, how's it going, Sujantra? How are you? Really good, really good, and I'm especially excited that you're going to be coming down to San Diego to teach at the International Day, the United Nations International Day of Yoga celebration that we're having in Balboa Park. It's great that you're going to be a part of that. I'm uh, wait. I'm a yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you are a yoga teacher, my friend. Oh yeah. Yes. You know, sometimes I forget that. I, I honestly do wake up and I'm like, oh, I, I do this to for a living. This is that's kind of great, but it's more, more like you know, for me, it's 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 my life. It's, it's the only thing I do. I'm I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to come down to San Diego. I'm, I'm I spent the last uh, ten years of my life before san francisco down there so i i love the community and i I just love going down there it's it's a great space what, where were you when you were down here did did pilgrimage of the heart yoga exist uh pilgrimage was around and uh-huh. i actually i wasn't at pilgrimage i was i was practicing when i first started i was practicing actually um ashtanga up in uh in vista at vista yoga it was called and then i started um i started uh managing um at uh, Mesa Rim, it's the big rock climbing oh, gym. Of course, there, there was there was uh, the one we had up. It was in Mira Mesa, and then the uh, they opened up the second location in in uh, Mission Valley at, recently. Um, but yeah, I was managing their yoga department, I, and I bounced around to a couple different gyms and studios. Um, but I made it to Pilgrimage of the Heart a couple times. I just never taught there. Oh, good, good. That's good to hear. And so, well, what was it um, going back in in time? What was it that brought you to the practice of yoga? You know, my, my yoga story is, is it's, it's, it's kind of like a two route street, but I, I started on, on accident. I had, I had moved to San Diego and, uh, I was, I was living with a roommate who was a body worker and, you know, she was very, she was a vegetarian and, 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 you know, really in tune with, with herself. And I wasn't just here, I wasn't there yet. And she invited me to go to a class and I was like, I am not doing that. No, thanks. (laughs) And I was surfing at the time, as one does in San Diego, with my friends out in Encinitas. And uh, one day in, in conversation in the water, they were talking about yoga. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, yoga, it's cool, right? They're like, oh, yeah, we do it all the time for surfing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going I'm to start doing yoga too. So I actually, I started kind of lightly, um, I started dating yoga is what I like to say. Um, and then I, I, I decided, you know, I didn't want to go on too many, uh, too many follow-up dates. But I had a rough patch in life and... Um, you know, while I was going through my, my dark storm, uh, yoga was, uh, yoga was my refuge. It was there to, to, to lift me up and to support me. And, and the community down there was, it was really what, uh, what got me back to, to a good place. I meet a lot of people whose journey into yoga comes through that, uh, crisis in life or that intense time and yoga and that practice becomes the, um, the vehicle that gets them through it. 
Uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's a great way to to put it. It was it was total. I mean, I was uh, I was on a one way train to uh, to no good, and uh, <laughs> it totally yoga. You know, I I say you know one of two things that I, that I've heard from a good friend of mine, uh, but yoga and therapy, man, it'll ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> now, in in your on your um, website, which is Danny D A N N I P O M P L U N dot com, yep. you mentioned a near death brush with cancer. Yeah, I was um, I was 22, 22 turning twenty three, and uh, I was down in San Diego, and I was actually um, I had this pain going in my leg for a while, and I was really active at the time, and so I figured I just hurt myself, so I didn't really get it checked out at all, and I had went to uh, a concert, and I was in extreme pain uh, to the point where like I had to leave the concert early, and. I went straight to the ER because it just I wasn't feeling great. And as they were checking me out in the ER, the doctor said, "Have you um, do you notice that your limbs are swollen?" And I was like, "I don't know what that means, but sure." And uh, he's like, "We have to take you in to get a biopsy." And and I went to go get a biopsy and woke up in uh, woke up in the ICU and they're like, "Uh, we, <laughs> wow, you you got some stuff going on." And so a cancer thing happened, and um, you know, I, I uh, yeah, it's it was. It was it was it was intense in 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 the sense that you know I, I wasn't sure how I was going to recover and if I was going to recover and you know they couldn't do chemo at the at the time because my body wasn't healthy enough but yet my body needed the chemo and so they had to stabilize and there was a lot of like up and downs between it but um, yeah I was able to to pull through and I think uh, you know having even small mindfulness techniques of you know, reminding myself to breathe or, you know, sitting in stillness or sitting in, in both good and, and bad was, uh, definitely a big part of it. Um, yeah. And, and you mentioned in, um, in also on, on your website, you talk about your teachers, Jason Crandall and Darian Maine. And I'm wondering what kind of, what kind of tradition you've learned from and that, that you draw from in your teachings. So, you know, I, I, um, I, I got this from Jason, but you know, when, when people ask me, you know, like what kind of yoga teacher are you? And everyone's a vinyasa teacher these days, but really I, I teach pirate yoga is what I call pirate, pirate yoga. I've never heard that. Yeah. I steal from everything. Oh, I, steal the, got it. I, I steal what I like from all the other practices and throw all the other stuff away. <laughs> nice. Amalgamation. So I just, yeah. I just make, you know, it's, I, I, you know, if, if you were to, if you were to uh, really, you know, peg me as a teacher i'm a mindful vinyasa teacher so i i, I do flow and I, I get people moving but i'm very strategic as to why we're doing it and, and when we're doing it but originally i i, I practiced ashtanga actually I, I um uh one of the first classes i went to was a uh, a lead uh primary series class i'd never done yoga before and i walked into the primary series and <laughs> was <put> <laughs> pretzel shapes right. so i practiced uh, ashtanga for a really 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 long time um, and then I, uh, I started, uh, a vinyasa, uh, teacher training and, you know, it was, it, vinyasa obviously is, is very similar to Ashtanga in the sense of, of postures, but, uh, Darren is, uh, Darren Maine, uh, he's written a few books and, and, um, I read his story and, and when I was getting ready to come up to San Francisco, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to meet this character and, and see who he is. And he's, uh, he's got this really good, um, he's got this really great way of, of holding space and he teaches one heck of a mean, uh, restorative class. He was just really, he's a softer side of the practice and Jason Crandall, he's just Jason Crandall. He's, he's amazing all the way around. The man has studied his, you know, his butt off for years. And, you know, he's, he's, 
in my opinion, he's he's truly a master. He's you know he studied with Rodney for a while. He did Ashtanga for a while. He studied Iyengar. He's kind of just run all over the board and 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 knows why the body does what it does. And here at our, here at our studio in San Diego, and I'm sure you have this. You experience the same thing. There's so many people that are exploring yoga and excited about yoga and entering into the practice. And I'm wondering how you as a, as a teacher, how, how you define or how you explain yoga, what yoga is to someone who's brand new to it. You know, I, it's, I have a, a, a all around group of people that come to my classes, some brand new, some really advanced practitioners, some in between. And for new people that are coming into class that when they say, you know, oh, this is my first class or I've, I've done yoga like one or two times, my first reaction and the first thing I always say is great, you're in the right place. Mm. And and I'm a big fan of while I'm teaching to um not the cliche, listen to your body, like, oh, listen to your body and do, you know, but really like, what is your body telling you right now? Is your body telling you to stop or is it telling you to go further or is it screaming at you? And what people forget is our, our practice isn't based on, no one cares if you can hold handstand for 10 minutes. Your life isn't going to be exponentially that much better tomorrow if you can hold handstand. Sure, you're going to get a bunch of Instagram likes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we do yoga, guys. <laughs> for Instagram likes. For, for Instagram likes. That's it. Nothing more. No, but um, it's, you know, yoga is just movement and breath. So whether you're, if you're sitting for, if you need to take 90 minutes out of your day and take a 90 minute practice and just sit and breathe for 90 minutes, that's yoga. You know, if you need to, if you need to, uh, go and do a thousand chaturangas and it's safe in your body and that's what a practice is for you, that's, that's yoga. You know, yoga is really, it's, it's, it's the union of the, the body and the mind and, and your breath. It's, if you're sitting back and taking time out of your day where you're disconnected from, you know, Facebook and no screens in front of you and you're just taking time out for your day, that's, that's yoga. And and you you and you, as you talk about yoga, you talk a lot about the fun aspect or the the fun element. Yeah, my life was you know I I think I, I was a, a serious uh, I, I've had a lot of serious stuff happen in life and and the one thing that uh, you know I, I I got from my mom is her sense of humor uh, and how to you know you just kind of have to laugh it off and 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 have some fun with it you know process it obviously but. I really, I never take myself seriously in class. Um, I think I'm hilarious in class. Every time I teach, I'm like, you guys, I'm going to be the funniest person today. It's going to be so great. And half the time, the crap that comes out of my mouth is just like, what? where did I even formulate this? But I mean, I'm not going to try to be anything else but that. I'm a goofball through and through. Um, I never take myself too seriously. Um, and I like to just have, life is short. And I like to have fun and, you know, I'm human like, like everybody else. And I, I, I ensure that when I teach that comes across, there is no, like, I am, you know, this, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that yoga teacher. That's like, ah, I'm going to just be super chill and mellow. I mean, I'll tell people when I'm having crappy days and you know, like how things annoy me. And you know, I share that in class because it's real. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that helps people to identify with the teacher because the teacher's going through the same things they are. And just like yoga has helped the teacher, they realize they can use yoga in the same way. Right. Absolutely. 100%. I could, yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and I noticed you, you teach um, nine classes a week up in the, the San Francisco Bay area. You, I, I see you have trainings, your trainings, you're traveling to all over the country. And I'm wondering what, what your own personal practice looks like. So of course you, when you're teaching, you're doing some yoga, but, 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 but what's your own, um, daily practice, like when you're not teaching. 
I had a really hard time with um, with practice and what that had to look like for a, for a long time, um, actually, until until about this last uh, this last maybe September. But I had this like, uh, you know, preconceived notion that my my practice had to be like an hour class and a Mysore class every day and like so intense. And, you know, the reality is, you know, uh, for those that aren't yoga teachers listening to this, being a yoga teacher is the full time is not easy. Right. And very uh, challenging. And it's, it's not a glamorous lifestyle. Um, we're, you know, we're, def we're definitely not writing first class places. Um, and so you do, you know, you do with what you can. And for me that my practice doesn't, as I, and as I get older too, my practice doesn't have to be super intense, you know, 100% all the time, like, you know, just going for it. Sometimes my practice is sitting at home, you know, on my floor and, you know, grabbing a yoga belt and working, you know, working on my back for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, you know, going to a Meister class. And a lot of times it's, you know, going to my teacher's class and, and, uh, you know, either assisting or, or, or taking. And, um, yeah, it just depends on, you know, I think the day and the schedule is uh, the schedule is a big part of it, but a lot of stuff is definitely at home these days. And I actually, I've, I've learned to enjoy that and I've learned to be able to, uh, to find gratitude in, in the experience of practicing on my own and feeling liberated in my body. That's what it is. I love that. I can just sit back and be like, Hmm, where does this want to take me today? Hmm. Following and listening to your body, do you practice? Do you do uh, any pranayama or meditation in your own? It's part of your own journey. I do. Yeah, I do meditation um, almost daily. I, I would say I'm pretty, uh, yeah, pretty much daily. Um, and then, um, not not a big pranayama person, but uh, I, sometimes I'll throw some some stuff in there here and there. Uh, and and, and what, what kind of meditation do you do? I sit. I have. I'm actually sitting on a. I'm sitting on a zafu right now as, as I'm talking. <laughs> You're meditating as we're talking. Dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking meditating. <laughs> no, um, I sit and uh, you know, kind of like what I thought my yoga practice was supposed to be. I thought my meditation was supposed to be me being centered and still and being quiet. And in all actuality, meditation has nothing to do with that. It's it's just you're never going to stop thinking, and you know, for you to try to challenge your mind to you know, quote unquote or quote unquote, you know, quiet down isn't, I wouldn't say for me it's fair, but it's giving your mind a task. And so for me, it's just sitting back and saying, okay, this is me breathing in and this is me breathing out mm. and here's my inhale and here's my exhale and focusing on that to shut everything else out. Mm, that sounds like nice. What I've been doing uh, recently is I spend the first five or six, five or 10 minutes uh, drawing a mandala. I just kind of breathe oh, okay. in and, and, and draw a mandala. And I find it kind of organizes my mind, um, as I'm kind of creating these shapes and the circular forms to it. And, um, yeah, because to try to stop the mind is, is a gigantic effort. And if we're always focusing on that, that's the, the only reason to do it, then, then you I think you miss so much of the, the, the journey and what you can get from meditation. Right. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, in, in addition to that too, I, I, I had gone to oh actually it was in it was in San Diego um uh was it uh, I think it's called Deer Park oh the, right uh, the Thich Nhat Hanh place yeah 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 and they did a walking meditation I did that a few years back and, and I was like I can do a walking meditation this is brilliant you know and and it was cool it's just you know you just take a little walk and you know you put your right foot out and then you put your left foot out right you put your right foot out and then you put your left foot out and you focus on that you focus on your steps now you you have a great uh, Instagram. Uh, 
following and and you have got great pictures on there and again your instagram is d-a-n-n-i-p-o-m-p-l-u-n and in particular there's a couple nice pictures where um you're in the middle of the street in the middle of a crosswalk and you're sitting there in um you know in in a you're standing or doing a yoga posture and when i saw those pictures it made me think of the yogi's role in society because it's one thing to have a picture of a yoga asana out in beautiful nature but then when you take the asana and you put it in the middle of society it, it, it reminds me yoga does have a role and i'm wondering what what you think yoga's role is in society or, or how, how do you see it evolving as, as part of our culture? Oh man, I think uh, that's such a, such a loaded and good question at the same time. I think now more than ever, yeah, we need yoga. I think, um, if yoga was, you know, like mandated and we all, you know, had to do it in, in obviously in a, in a healthy way, it would be, we would all be in a different place. I think being able as a teacher, I think being able to what I was, you know, what I was saying earlier, being able to take people out, out of their day and, mm-hmm. and get them to just stop. And whether it's listening to me or listening to them, just being quiet and, and, and not having a screen in front of them, that affects society that directly impacts my community. 100%. If I can get, um, if I can get these people out of their crate, I mean, I live in San Francisco, it's a busy city. There's a buzz, buzz, buzz all the time. And if I can get people to stop for a second and just pause and breathe, its role in society makes these people better people. They're able to stop and to not be reactive and to, you know, take the small tools and techniques, whether they get them from a, a yoga class or a meditation class or any other healing modality and bring that to the outside world. I totally think that's, that's yoga's role in society is to get people to just slow down for a second and, you know, and, and, and reflect before we react. And so the practice of yoga changes the individual and then the individual changes society. Correct. Oh, nice. I like that. What, um, with, what advice would you give to a young person who's listening to this and, and they're kind of interested in exploring meditation, but they're a little nervous or they're not sure if they should do it. What, what advice would you give them? I think, you know, you have to start somewhere and, and, um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, meditation and yoga isn't, I, I think, um, Instagram is so, is so cool and it's, it's great. And I love, I have a great community on there. They're super awesome. And there's some really, there's some really cool stuff on there, like for sure. But what is sustainable isn't necessarily, you know, taking these pictures and then, and then, and then that's it. And there's, there's instant gratification in that. I think start small, you know, a meditation doesn't have to be 30 minutes of silence. It could be one minute sitting at the edge of your bed when you get up in the morning and just take two deep breaths, you know, and then focus on your normal breathing and then call it a day. And then you build up. It shouldn't have to be like you just get tossed in and it's super intense. And same with yoga. You know, yoga is just, it's just moving in your butt. It's like any other physical discipline, whether it's, you know, you're doing a, uh, I don't know, a bar class or, you know, Taekwondo or, you know, whatever. It's just another physical discipline to, 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 to practice on. It's nothing more, everything that we're doing, whether it's meditation or yoga or anything else, it's just practice, nothing more, nothing less. And, and you starting as a practitioner, but have evolved into a yoga teacher. And you mentioned yoga is your full-time job. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to the yoga teacher out there who, you know, is maybe teaching one or two classes a week, but is the rest of the time, you know, paying the bills another way, but would like to transition into a full-time uh, life of, of a yogi. What, what, what advice would you give that person? 
Um, Darren Maine has a really good book, and it's called uh, The Yogi Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, and it's uh, it's you know when I was thinking about doing this, is actually I, I picked up this book and I read it, and it really gave a good backbone because I I you know I had worked in in management before and in, in the other jobs that I had, but it's remembering that you're one, you're running your own business. And so, you know, when you're a small business owner, there's a lot more work that goes into things. Uh, and there's also a lot a bigger learning curve because, you know, you don't necessarily have the, uh, the capital to pay for a website right away. So you might have to do something on your own and small things like that, but to not get discouraged. And, and you know, I, I don't think that I would be where I'm at today if I didn't work really hard and we're all going to go through that. You know, if, 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 depending on your yoga path, you know, if you want to be a big name teacher, or maybe you want to specialize in something there's, 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 you're going to have to go through like the ups and the downs. And some of it's like, you know, finding a place that, 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 uh, that you resonate with and building your community. And that takes time and being patient. Like I said, like even the, even the yoga teaching is, is a, is a, is a practice as well. And, and again, that, that sounds like a great book. The name was the Yogi Entrepreneur. And who was it Correct. written by? It's by Darren Maine. Darren Maine. Yeah. It's a great reference book to start to think about. I mean, it just lays it all out like, like, you know, retreats and workshops and building a website. And it's just really, it's really good. Uh, it's really good reading material to, to even just get your brain thinking about, oh, okay, these are some steps I might have to take in a, in a two year plan. Nice. Cause yeah, it's great to see how you're, um, again, as I mentioned, you teach in, in San Francisco at yoga tree and yoga works, which are really premier studios. And you're also do trainings all over the country. So you've obviously, uh, taken that jump to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of work, but I love it. I mean, I, it's funny cause we were, I, as I was hearing you say like, you know, you do this as your, as your job and I'm like, actually, I don't even do it as my job. I do it as my passion. That's pretty cool. Right. Your passion. And that's, that's the best thing to look at it as. Yeah. Yeah, I love this every day. Um, and Danny, I also want to let our listeners know that you have a podcast, the Yogi Myth Yogi Misfit Sessions. Correct. And you yeah. want to tell us a little bit about your podcast and how they can connect with it? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's available on iTunes and Google Play, and uh, I mean pretty much anywhere. And you can also uh, you can find it on my blog. There's a little podcast section, um, but it comes out every other week, and it's just me interviewing. You know, whoever wants to come on the show, whether it's a student or a teacher or any practitioner of yoga of any sorts. And then we normally get into like some sort of fun topic. So I had a, a teacher friend, uh, you might know Nikki Krauss in San Diego, who oh, right. mm -hmm. uh, she had cancer. And so we talked about yoga and how healing uh, yoga in, it intertwined with her healing journey. Um, we've talked about uh, man, yoga and like keeping up with trends as teachers. We've talked about yoga in the workplace. We've talked about, uh, just all sorts of ra just random topics. And it's funny cause it's, it's a podcast, but it's, it's, I just kind of feel like I'm making phone calls to friends. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's yeah. I, li I, I listen and it's very, um, very, uh, what do you call it? Um, authentic, authentic and fun. Oh, good. Good. Uh, great. We'll have to, we'll have to wait. Now we got to get you on the show. Oh, I'd be honored. I'd be uh, honored. Um, and yeah, and we're, again, we're really excited that you're going to be down here in San Diego on the, um, uh, the week of June 17th, 18th. And you're, you're going to be teaching the big group class and um, the opening class at our United Nations International Day of Yoga Festival. And then you're teaching a workshop the next day. You want to tell us about that? 
Yeah, I'm gonna be teaching. Um, I'm gonna be teaching over at House of Yogi, and that's uh, down in Point Loma. And I'm working on. It's called Find the Fear and Fight the Fun, and it's an inversion workshop. So we'll start with like some basic handstand stuff and how. Uh, a handstand is actually not just about just the physical part, but actually getting out of your head and some tools and techniques about having fun uh, while you're while you're falling and how to fall and and just to really enjoying the. It's super great for beginners and advanced practitioners. Uh, but we'll go through some of the basics, like warming up your wrist and and aligning the body, and then you know again, my, as tr- in true Danny form, we'll have some fun in there as well. <laughs> great, Danny. Well, it's it's been really nice um, chatting with you. Do you want to one more time let people know your social media handles so they can yeah, connect with for you? Sure. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and that's all just Danny Pomploon. That's D A N N I, and then Pomploon is P O M, like Mary. And then P L U N like Nancy, um, and then my website is www.dannypomploon.com. Great, Danny. Well, it's been really nice chatting with you, and look forward to uh, meeting you in person. Awesome. Yeah, ditto. Looking forward to coming down to San Diego and teaching. All right. Thanks for joining us. Great. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga. Join us at our studios here in San Diego or visit us online at pyo.yoga. Namaste.